Sorry. Oh, well, it's all right. I can. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> A lovely dramatic start there to proceedings. A little bit of slapstick. Well, in fact, there very nearly was. A literal bit of slapstick because there was a man who I suddenly spotted was walking towards me and he got quite close he was the length of my cane away hence the literal slapstick reference there because I very nearly slapped him with my stick fortunately at that point he would have been two meters away I decided to cross the road it was an instant reaction the trouble was he also decided to cross the road we were now both propelled forward and in our bid to get further away now I understand what ha probably happened in his brain is he thought, well, he can't tell that I'm there, so it makes more sense for me to step into the road. I didn't think that. I mean, that should have been a logical thing. I thought that either this person was perhaps not going to move, maybe wasn't as concerned about obeying the social distancing rules. I thought my natural instinct was to move out of harm's way. Of course, in this instance, it was not out of harm's way. He moved. I moved. Now what? We'd move closer. He called over to me to say, it's all right, I'll get out of your way. Which I took to mean that he was going back onto the pavement. But obviously what he assumed was that me being blind, presumably, he presumably thought that get out of my way meant for me to go back to the safety of being able to be on the path. But of course I did not think like that. I thought he was getting out. I don't know why I'm continuing to tell this story. Uh, <laughs> really going into detail with what happened. But anyway, you probably gathered what happened upon listening. Basically, we both went the same way again. Feel free if you want to rewind this episode back and listen to that bit again with the benefit of hindsight now as to what happened. Or if you've struggled to fully comprehend what I've just said, then perhaps you can re-listen to that. Maybe one of our listeners who has understood it can maybe draw a diagram. So a bit of drama to start off with there. Very much diluted by my lengthy commentary. It's been a while since I've done a walking episode of The Eagle is Stranded. It was about 10 days ago since we did a walking dollop. Dollop, David, it's not a dollop. You know, stop harking back to 2016. This is a very different concept. <laughs> I've evolved a lot since then. I've been getting a lot of spam in my Facebook message folder. It's people sending me videos and attachments and photos. Hi, David, have a look at this photo, which leads me to assume that it's spam. Seems a strange thing to send someone who's blind, unless it's kind of a form of bullying, perhaps. It's from people who I'm friends with on Facebook. So I'm assuming their Facebook accounts have been hacked. So I don't really want to open these photos. I mean, I wouldn't be able to see what they were anyway. If you do want to send me any photos, rather than just sending me the photo, in fact, instead of sending me the photo, just describe what's in the photo. Don't even bother putting in the photo. You know, I've been sending a few people this photo, David. It's a photo of... Just describe what it is. Then don't bother sending the photo. Save your data. That could be a new feature. Describe me your favourite photo. In fact, why don't you record yourself doing a voice message and describing your favourite photos? And we could do an audio photo gallery. But I'm assuming it's a spam situation, not, as I said, like some sort of an elaborate form of bullying. Like a few people have clubbed together to send me photos and tell me to look at them. If you are trying to bully me, it's not really working. I mean, I don't know what you think is going to happen. I've had 34 years to come to terms with the blindness. You send me a message saying, here, David, have a look at this photo i'm not going to be like oh you've reminded me again i live in a house where my housemate who i've lived with for five years still leaves cupboard doors open on a daily basis 
Let me tell you, having the sharp corner of an open cupboard impale your head is a lot more injurious than you messaging me telling me to have a look at a photo. So sorry, but yeah, your bullying campaign has failed. What the heck's going on? We have a maverick pigeon. Listen to this. Huh. It stopped. I'd love that on David Attenborough. Oh, look, hang on a second. There's something brilliant down here. Hang on, look, look at this. Oh, no, it's gone. That was early David Attenborough, before he got the hang of it. <laughs> oh, probably because I made too much noise. Must remember to be quiet. But the pigeon, and I'll get back to my earlier point of why I'm talking about my Facebook messages very shortly. But look, it's not like you've got anywhere to be. Let's just chill. Yeah, I don't know if you could hear that pigeon there but it was not conforming to the usual meter, to the usual phrasing that a pigeon up to this point as I've heard adhere to. Since I've talked about pigeons on here and their cooing sequence, and since I've talked about it on the Lost Comics video entitled Eagle on Pigeon Action, as you can see on YouTube, but uh, that particular pigeon was not doing the usual I don't know what it was doing, but it was really riffing with it. It's a shame, I'll listen to that back and see if I can extrapolate what was going on. But I was talking over it. There might be some software that I can use to extract the pigeon from myself. <laughs> if anyone knows of anything that I can use to extract a pigeon from myself. I mean, I know the people who work on Springwatch, the BBC Nature programme. The young'uns, remember them? The young'uns have, of course, participated in Springwatch. We were playing a family of jackdaws, and very good at it we were, I have to say. Some people didn't even know it was us. But anyway, I could maybe get in touch with some of the people at Springwatch who I know. Oh, I've got friends in high places, my friends. Well, that's what happens when you temper as a jackdaw for a while. They live up trees, don't they? So you spend quite a bit of time up in a tree. So you're about to make some friends in high places. Oh, God. <laughs> that gave me quite the shock. Anyway, see if they've got any software that can extrapolate the sound of a pigeon from audio. Anyway, feel like I've gone off in all sorts of directions here. I can't remember if I've completed talking about various things I was meant to be talking about, but the one thing that I do know that I was meant to be referring to was the voice message that I received in my Facebook message folder. It took me a few days to get around to listening to it, because originally I assumed it was another spam message, but then I decided to give it a cursory listen, and it soon became apparent that this was far from a spam message. Hello, this is Mary Martin. Of no known relation to Fountain Martin, um, but I am currently in a nice warm bath, picture that, and I'm going to uh, finish it all off with a nice sharp cold shower, as suggested. I will try and sing, but I am not very good at remembering lyrics, so it may be a little ad hoc. Yes, that's right. Our first Fartin Martin recital from someone taking a cold shower. And for those of you who aren't regular listeners, it's difficult to explain, really. I was extolling the virtues of a cold shower in the episode of The Eagle Stranded from the shower, and I suggested that maybe a great way to get you going, get yourself energised, would be to not only have a cold shower, but also sing Fartin Martin at the top of your voice. Fartin Martin, of course. My goodness, how, how far can I possibly go? back if you're not going to listen to them all to all these episodes then i don't want to keep referring back to things explaining things because of those people who are regulars then we'll think oh we, we know we don't need to hear this so do us all a favor for god's sake and just listen to every single one you're making this more of a pain for everybody else quite frankly i mean you're very welcome if you are a casual listener but please 
think about your, your fellow listener and listen to them all. But anyway, Fartin Martin was a spontaneous song that came about because I happened to say the two words together. I was talking to someone called Martin on the podcast and I happened to say the word farting. Why? You'll have to go back and find out, for God's sake. I, mean, I, just, I don't want to have a go at you, but there's a good minute we've just wasted there. Sorry, Mary. Okay, here goes. Um, my phone is in great danger of getting wet. Oh, it's quite a powerful shower. Oh, the end. Well, you're certainly right about not knowing the words, Mary. I mean, for a start, you keep singing Fartin Martin, tell me your name. Fartin Martin is his name. I think that's quite clear. I mean, I have just said that. I've just walked past someone there and I've just shouted Fartin Martin quite loudly. And not everyone will know the origin of Fartin Martin. If you don't know the context, and you just hear someone shout Fartin Martin right next to you, they might be led to believe that you are quite a juvenile character. If only they knew that this is all part of a very highbrow and multifaceted podcast. But anyway, wonderful work, Mary. I'm not going to have a go at you for not knowing the words, because, in fairness, that's not really the point. It's the spirit that is the important point. The spirit that you get from the experience. And it sounded to me, Mary, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it sounded, well, if I could put words in your mouth, I'd put the right words to Fartin Martin in, but as I say, don't, I'm having a go, yeah? We could have done a bit of preliminary research, but if I had a lot of people interacting and sending me their Fartin Martins, then maybe I'd be a bit more critical. But I'm not going to do that because you're the only person who's done it so far. I say so far because I know that not everyone listens straight away. Some people will be a few days behind. Probably because I keep telling them to go back and listen from the start. Some people... It'll, be, it'll take them quite a few years, you know, it'll be 15 years and I'll have forgotten about Fartin Martin, surely not David. No, no, I will, I'll have moved on, as hard as it may seem, by 15 years. And I'll suddenly just get a flood of emails from people singing Fartin Martin in the shower and sending me messages describing photos. And I'll be thinking, what the bloody hell is this all about? And then I might have a vague memory. Oh yeah, it was when you did that podcast. I think, oh, that was a long time ago. I mean, I've been a Buddhist monk for the last 10 years. And then I'll go back to my meditation and silence contemplation. Maybe it'll lead me to reflect on my hedonistic life as a daily podcaster. And then I'll get another email. Because I check my emails now and again. Because I'm a Buddhist monk. Doesn't mean to say I don't check my emails. Come on, people. Don't lazily stereotype. Just because I'm a Buddhist monk doesn't mean to say I don't go online. Or online, as we call it. It's a little, little joke that we have in the Buddhist community with my fellow monks. Sean and Michael keep regularly sending me emails. Come on, David. Reform the band. We keep getting requests. And I say, I'm not interested in folk music. I've left that behind. If you're not willing to entertain the idea of having chanting and sitar in our songs, then quite frankly, I'm not interested. And don't think I'm going to start doing any jokes on stage. Humour, quite frankly, is a deflection from our willingness to accept reality. Humour is a perception filter. That's what I say. <laughs> well, that's what I will say in 15 years' time. Right now, I'm quite into the whole thing, but... You know, look, I, just because I'm doing what I'm doing now doesn't mean to say that I can't look to the future. 
which I won't be doing when I'm a Buddhist monk. I'll be just focusing simply on the present, obviously with the occasional flit into the past, like I've just done there, as I think about Farting Martin. Well, that wasn't my fault. It was your fault for sending me those emails. So actually, if you're listening to this 15 years in the future, then might I suggest that you don't get in touch with your Farting Martin cold shower recitals, because you're really putting me off my meditation. I get angry a lot quicker now, because I'm not a Buddhist monk. 15 years time, I'll have learned to control these feelings, you know. Also, when we go online, online, sorry. Now and again, we permit ourselves the occasional joke. We don't use Google, we use Bing, or Buddha Bing, as we call it. We only joke about the internet. It's a little rule that we have. The occasional joke, but we say, look, if we're gonna do jokes, Let's stick to one subject so we keep focused, because focus is very important when you're a Buddhist monk. So we say any jokes have to be about the internet. And so far we've got two. And we only got those because of some very deep meditation. And they just came to us, those jokes, simultaneously in a sort of divine moment. Anyway, thank you, Mary. <laughs> is the upshot of that. You didn't tell us at the end how you felt. You didn't tell us whether you, if you felt particularly energised after the experience. I mean, you sounded it, to be honest. You sounded very liberated. You sounded like a, a liberated woman. And I should know, I've heard many a liberated woman in my time. Well, that was a long time ago. That was long before I became a Buddhist monk. And it'll all, it's, it was all in the book. It's all in the book. The book hasn't been released yet, but by 15 years time, the book will be released. Anyway, thank you, Mary, for being the guinea pig, which is another chapter of my book. It's got nothing to do with Springwatch, Mary and the guinea pig. Let's leave it there. Anyway, thank you, Mary. I'll be checking my emails, 15 years time. Lots of people send me messages about how to extract pigeons, and I'm like, well, what are you talking about? I, I don't remember ever having a need to extract a pigeon, but, and I'd have to press delete on this, because if the other Buddhist monks see this, they'll be wondering what the bloody hell's been going on. They're a very forgiving punch, it comes with the territory. But there are some things, you know, they'll, they'll say they forgive, but I have my doubts. I'm working on that. My Buddhist monk exams are coming up soon. The trouble is with your Buddhist monk exams is very difficult to revise. You're not meant to look at the past. You know, you're not meant to study the past, you're meant to be in the present. So I learn all this stuff, but I, I can't go back and think about it. So anyway, I'll be sitting my exams soon. In fact, there is a sitting exam as part of the Buddhist monk exam process, where you literally, you just sit. I'm back home, so I might as well end. It's a shame I'm back at home. I know a lot of people think, you're just getting going, David. You know, talk some more about being a Buddhist monk. All things must end. And that, my friends, is something that we have to accept. And that's another thing that I learned whilst being a Buddhist monk, is the impermanence of all things and the transience of life. There's something to think about. I think I've left you on a high, thank you very much. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that wasn't the best thought to leave you with. I know what you want, this'll cheer you up. A little bit more of Mary Martin in the shower singing Fartin' Martin. And if you want to send me your renditions of Fartin' Martin, then you're very welcome, but please, if it's after 2030, enough is enough. Bit of farting, Martin, to say goodbye with, and I'll be back tomorrow for day 43 of The Eagle is Stranded. Hello, Ellie. Hello, there you go. Special additional treat for you there. And now, farting, Martin. Oh, farting, Martin, tell me you're not. Farting, Martin, it's okay. Such a good day is a good day.
Woo. There we are. The end. <laughs>